0: The femme, femme feed. The femme feed. The femme feed. The femme, femme feed. The femme feed. Oh, I oh, get your line. Queens, Allison Abena here, and I am here with my amazing, beautiful friend, longtime friend, Naira Portcher. Did hi. I say that right? Yes, Porcher. I always mess that up. Can you say hi to my listeners? Hi guys! I'm a little shy. Sorry. Don't be shy, girlfriend. No, you gonna be all right. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be all right. What the twins used to say? My mommy said I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> We gonna be bad. Right. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try. You're gonna be fine, girl. So, who are you and what do you do?
1: Well, um, my name's Nayera or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> no playing, I'm Nayera. <laughs> I uh, am a receptionist at European Wax Center mm-hmm. in Fort Lee. Come get wax. Complimentary waxes are for the first time guests if you've never nice. been to the center. Um, and I'm also a tutor at Huntington Learning Center in yes. Manhattan. Nice. Yes, nice. They have one
0: in Englewood too, right? Right, but
1: of course, you know, when I was like applying for jobs, I was like click, 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 and never realized that I clicked on Huntington Learning Center for Manhattan. Mm.
0: But I mean, it's nice.
1: It gives me opportunity to go in out of New York. Right, different um, atmosphere. That's right. true. That's good.
0: Okay. So that was a nice little introductory, nice getting to know you. Also, like, um, what educational background do you have, and what um, school did you go to? Did you go to HSBc HBCU? Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, you know, I always call it HSBcU, but what's that? My, should be looking at me like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh God!
1: H. Um, H S U Did I just say HBCU? H-B-C-U historically yeah. Black College or University is what mm-hmm. it stands for. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. I went to Delaware State University. Shout out to the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to St. Mary High School in Rutherford. Yeah, you seem
0: really depressed about that. Yeah, experience.
1: it was a very depressing experience. Um, I mean, Catholic school is not a bad school system mm-hmm. for everyone, it just wasn't for me in
0: particular.
1: Right. You know, personally, when I start <laughs> having kids, I foresee them going into the public school system. <laughs> <laughs> Cause who's paying that money? Not right. me. You mm-hmm. know,
0: not I. Said the captain. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah, girl. tired, time, on time. So this question I asked all my guests. How did we meet, and what was our original take on each other? So we both answer the question. So you well, go. I
1: was standing on a corner, right? I was coming out to look for That a lollipop. And I was like, yo, that girl looks bad cute. And I was like, hey, girl, what's your name? And was like, I'm after with your name. I was like, I'm not here for her. No. <laughs> That's not the story. That is absolutely not the story, but that would have been a real cute one if it was true. But girls, we hate each other. We would never. So, um, you were my dance teacher. Mm -hmm. I was um, somewhere in my double digits between 10 and 15 years old, somewhere Mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we started dancing. And then you were my dance teacher up until I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And once I turned 18 or better off, then we started going out.
0: Mm-hmm. Lesbian nice love girl. affair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? No, not really. But you know, like we definitely were I felt like you were my little sister. So mm-hmm. like I remember you for my take or how we met was at the dance studio. Um that we shall not name. But um <laughs> No shade, but shade. So um, we were at the dance studio, and I remember you were in the second to highest level. Yes. And I was like, okay, little brown-skinned girl, she got moved. She knows what she doing. And then yeah. eventually, as you know, I continued to teach at that particular studio, I was able to teach you guys. And you're just a powerhouse. You were always a power powerhouse, and I always wanted to push you because I knew you could always do better. And then we connected on a more deeper level, an emotional level, and like we were kindred spirits. So I was just like, "This girl is my sister. That's yes, it." You yes. know, we just naturally started hanging out, even while you were in high school. I would go over. I had like a really dope connection with your mom right. and your dad just always made like really funny jokes around me. <laughs> and I'd, I'd be chiming right in like, yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. You know, like and it it just happened that way naturally. It was not even like a formality first and then it shifted. It, we just had that bond. So it was right. like we were just kindred spirits. So I just saw this beautiful, um, dark-skinned, dimpled girl that, like, danced like a powerhouse. Oh, and guess, no, for guess. real, it's not gas, girl. Guess it's not it's reality. It's reality. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, I like her. And we, just, we just connected and we've we always did. connected. We so, I, I love that about us. So, jumping right into the next question. <laughs> um... <laughs> How was your childhood growing up in Englewood, New Jersey? Um, Childhood, it was. I'm not
1: gonna sit there and say it was rough because it's not. Right. I'm not. (laughs) Right. You know, Englewood is still the suburbs at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, But we all have our trials and tribulations within our own childhood. Right. So I mean, from elementary school actually up until like junior high school mm-hmm. I had one girl in particular who tried to make my life a living hell like hell in elementary school all mm-hmm. because of jealousy yeah. You know, um, that's what it's always about. we had a best friends in common, we all used to hang out, and then I guess she felt like the best friend was coming more towards me than her. Mm. And she's like, Oh, absolutely not. So she had to like ruin my image in the best friend's eyes. Wow, and luckily for me, the best friend was like, That's not how I feel about her, and that's wow. not how I'm gonna go down. So me and her remained friends, right? Me and her don't still speak to this day as often, but I mean, there's mm-hmm. no love. Like if I see her, I definitely so right. speak. Like I do make it a point to hit her up on her birthday. Well, stuff like nice. that. Yeah, if she, if you're born in January, I remember your birthday by
0: heart. <laughs> She's a week before me, so I would never Aww. think it is. So like Is that I, is that the young lady that's on the block?
1: No, no, that's oh, not that's her. That's situation. Okay. Yeah, that's 100% different. Mm. But I mean, she <laughs> kind of chimes into this story somewhere. Okay. Why, All right.
0: You know? Okay. But I mean,
1: that girl. Um. I hear, you know, she's doing pretty well for herself. Nice. So I'm very happy about that. I wished her nothing but the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though somewhere deep inside, she was a little dark. Mm-hmm. But I think she when found the light. Part. Right. No, you know, no, I, I think no. she got it together now, so that's great for her, mm-hmm. you know. And then... um Uh, the most issue I had to really deal with Mm -hmm. was probably junior high school was, like, going through the whole dark skin, light skin phase. Everybody's, Mm -hmm. like, recognizing it now. So, like, that was, like, a whole thing. But in itself, my childhood was pretty good. I had a good set Mm -hmm. of friends around me. Like, I was pretty much liked by everybody. Mm -hmm. Until I got to junior high school, things got a little different. Um, I had about a couple of girls who was ready to fight, but never got into a fight. Thank God, nobody touched mm. this pretty face. Like, come on now, right? Get you know, clear. Because violence is not <laughs> always the answer. Yes, but I was ready to put my paws on them. I was. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. Mm, you okay. know. Okay. Yes, yeah, I'm but glad the paws came down. Yeah, I know, didn't do it. You, well, you I got put above. in school suspension, mm. so I couldn't do it. Right. But I mean, it was, mm. it was for the best. It was for the best. Like glad. candy.
0: I fly above all the haters. I fly above. I fly above. I, I fly above is beneath me. Mm-hmm. You should really go
1: on the voice,
0: boo. You know, I just do shower songs. You know, I don't think they're fully ready for these edges, but um, they are late. They are late. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you some shower songs. Oh that is about it. But um, <laughs> moving right along, being a dark skinned girl, you kind of tapped into that, but I want you to go a little bit deeper. All right, like anal cavity deeper. <laughs> uh. <laughs> ah, ah. Get into the inside part. So. <laughs> I know I'm a mess. It's late, y'all. It's late. I have to be recording, so this is this is the Alice and after dark, y'all. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, tap a little bit more into the dark skin thing, and how that experience was, because I know also with my um, light skin listeners, I like to hear their stories too, because they have. I remember when I was in college and predominantly the girls I was close with, they were light. Mm-hmm. They were light-skinned. And the stuff that they would talk about that they went through, I'm like, dad, we're going to struggle together. You know, we just really? all black and experiencing different things, you know. Because if you think about it, when you see the light-skinned girls, maybe the boys like them or whatever, or they're favored. But they get battered a lot by the girls, you mm-hmm. know, especially if they're not you know in a situation where there's a lot of them or a lot like a group of them or whatever they'll feel ostracized themselves like oh you think you're too pretty or or you think you're this you think you're that you know in our black community community. yeah you know we have our different levels and our different struggles but I mean obviously as a chocolate girl myself I've experienced pretty much the same experience that you have so let's both elaborate on that so go ahead girl
1: um, so mine the started gaga? junior high school. Mm-hmm. Junior high school, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't with the same class anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like from preschool to like, not preschool, first grade, kindergarten mm-hmm. to sixth grade. I've had the same classmates. I saw mm-hmm. the same people every year. Right. Mm-hmm. So now seventh grade, now I'm starting to integrate with mm-hmm. both elementary schools. So now I'm starting to experience a lot more other kids. So I don't know if because I was too nice Mm -hmm. or if I was too quiet or whatever the case may be, I was a target. Mm -hmm. But it seems like um, the friend we spoke of (laughs) earlier on the block, Mm -hmm. the block chick, yes, Mm -hmm. had made a comment about some girls in the school. Mm-hmm. and the comment she called them tip drills which is actually kind of funny wow and wow since then it went downhill from there and it was like everybody pick on Naira because you know she was my best friend at the time so mm-hmm. birds of a feather flock together right. if she feels that way so do I mm-hmm. so they come at me and the first thing they come at me about is my skin tone Wow. And they're like, oh, you're dark, you're a blackie, you're... Um, one boy tried to call me an Oreo. I never really understood that analogy. Right. But um, right. it was just, like, the darkie, the blackie, and it, like, carried on for, like, years after wow. that. Like, um, that whole 8th grade, I remember one day... I had gotten into an argument with this boy, and I'm—I was never good with comebacks. Like that's just Girl, not me. You're not I'm the only never one. Good. Like I could say, like here's a great example of a black comeback. Okay, tell me. so me, me and me. the boy are arguing, right? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about, oh, you so black and you so black. Mind you,
0: let, let, let me do it. Let let's let's reenact it. I think it'll be fun. Okay, okay. me yo. You so black, man. You so ugly, man. I was
1: like, oh, so I mean I may be black, but at least I'm not gay. I I
0: can't with you.
1: like, yo, I'm not gay. He was like, I'd rather be black than gay. And I said, I'd rather be gay than black.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: You'd rather be gay than black? What? That was so black. I was <laughs> like, wow, bro. That was that so, so corny. Right. right. But in my head, it was like, it's a comeback. I'm you <laughs> go anywhere. <laughs> I went back. That's where I went. Forget it. I went back.
0: That was whack. Wait, you i You said going so in. <laughs> I'm getting hot. I can't. <laughs> Was going
1: in. and the thing is the friend from the block tried to stop me from saying it but I didn't listen <laughs> she was like know. wait and I was like at least I ra- I'd rather be gay than black oh she was God. like I tried to stop you Girl. before you said it and you
0: said it that like, reminds me oh. of a top cause sometimes you get you get that fire, like, cause you get beat down so long that exactly. you like it starts coming, mm-hmm. it starts building up, then you you on, you're on, you're ready. There was one time in the Bronx, this boy kept messing with me on the bus. I'm like, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. He's hitting me. I'm like, you know what? Meet me outside. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I was trying to get hard. So, it's so like, meet me outside. And he was like, hi right, right. I They were like, oh, you know how they amp it up. Hey. It's stupid. Oh, it's going to be a fight, y'all. Yeah. And the girl's trying to coach me, like, yeah, take your shoe off. Here, take my shoe. I got a heel. Take my shoe. Whack them in the head. So I feel, I'm feeling, they lifted me up. I'm feeling good. And then we all start walking (laughs) together (laughs) to the middle of, like, the playground. And, (laughs) because there was a playground, excuse me. There was a playground, um... In front of the school where the bus dropped us off, or whatever, so we there. The circle was huge. The (laughs) circle was huge. Like I think everybody in the school was outside. Like, and I'm like, they're like, go, go. The girls they leave me because then they push me in the middle. They're like, go, go, do it. Go ahead, punch him, punch (laughs) him. This boy, this young man, comes up to me, and he punches me in the nose. (laughs) (laughs) The pain. I held on to my face, and then, like, the <laughs> girls that were with me, they were like, her, love, her, love. I just kept holding it. The pain, the excruciating pain <laughs> that resonated from that blow, <laughs> I just... I could not. I could but that I was amped. Right. That that meet me out, <laughs> Girl. You know I thought that. I was like, the incredible hope Like, like don't come for me. Like right. you think I'm not gonna c i am not going to I will lay you out. And he was small, but he decked me. Yeah, he Nobody asked you to deck me. Yeah, like, like it wasn't fair. Come on now come on now so yeah, yes yeah. that reminds me of that moment that that strength you get that strength right like, like
1: you know it was so bad <laughs> though I'm gonna clap back and then I had my weak moments like there was another time I was walking home with my friends and I had these group of boys who mm-hmm. followed me literally all the way to my house and mm-hmm. called me all types of names And like Blackie, Oreo, that was the Oreo reference. I was like, what? This
0: stupid Oreo. And then like
1: going in and going in and making jokes, and I'm Midnight and making black jokes and stuff like that. And I remember I ended up crying all the way till I got home. And I remember I ran in the house and I ran upstairs to my room. And my dad kept, he called me downstairs and he's like, Nayeva, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. Mm-hmm. He's like, why are you crying? I'm like, no reason. He's like, Nayeva, you don't cry for no reason. What's wrong? Aww. So I ended up telling him what happened. And he's like, Nayeva, like, you're beautiful. Like Aww, You don't have to daddy. like listen to what they're saying but at the time I was like 13, 14 years old that's not really resonating with me like it's not I never really like felt comfortable in my skin and my friends were like homegirl from the block. She was dark skinned. She too. was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful girl. But like, I mean, she just had another asset going for her that everybody else paid attention to. Right. She was so cool with everybody that they never made fun of her for that. Wow. And I was darker than her. So it's like, okay, let me make fun of you. Mind you, the girl mm-hmm. who was making fun of me was darker than me, which I never understood. Right. Y'all were here calling me
0: midnight a homegirl looking like Tar. <laughs> like, what? <Yeah. laughs> and like... I was wh- like, I didn't get it. It's like, I never was... Had I... I didn't have any guidance because I didn't come home and I didn't talk to my mom about it. Like, at least you were able to speak to your dad. I didn't speak to anybody about it. So, I didn't have an outlet, someone to school me. Later on in life, I realized, like, in in high school, a friend told me, like, I was telling him, like, you know, people used to make fun of me because I'm African, especially when I lived in the Bronx or whatever. And he was like, yeah, you know, like, I used to be at home... And I think of snaps, like comebacks. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. And I'm like, this is brilliant, because if you rehearse, you are ready. <laughs> and I just, I could have been ready, because I'm creative. My snapbacks and my clapbacks backs. Could have assassinated people, but I had no guidance. So I would <laughs> I'd be there and I'd just eat those snaps. Like I'd be like, everyone's like laughing and stitches, eyes are watery, <laughs> rolling on the ground. <laughs> and you know one, that one idiot, like with the loudest noise. <laughs> he called you glad doll baby. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, get me out of here. No, you know? It's just crazy. I just want to revisit some of the snaps so we can just not give them any power over us anymore. Yes. I'll say one, you say one, I say vice versa. Okay. So, Black Tar Baby was one that they used to call me. I used to get Blackie. 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 Like, one boy used to come up to me.
1: He'd he be like, open up, Blackie. Mm. That was my name. I was like, oh. I can't.
0: Midnight. Wow! Um, mm-hmm. Midnight, midnight Oreo, Oreo. Okay. Still don't get that one. Um. Uh, I used to get. You so black, I can only see your eyes and teeth. Yes, girl. Yes. Girl. They turn off the light. They can't see you. They can, like can yes. smile, so yes. we can yes. see you. Yes, yes. Where, where, where's Allison? Where I'm still here. I can't. I can't. To try to come for me. I can't. For I real? cannot do it. Like the snaps, I, I don't even remember all of them, but they were, like, they, funny they were like. They were fun. They were funny. They were funny. I mean, now, like, in hindsight, yeah. it's 2020. I can laugh now, but you're in that class or you're in that playground, and, and all you want to do is die on the inside part. I cannot. <laughs> And you black <laughs> as hell, you you black as hell, right? And I'm like
1: damn. Oh, they used to call me um Tony. No, not Tony. Yo, um Hal Rau from G Unit. They'd be like, "Yo, you look like I Hal Brow." They'd be like, How
0: Brow, How Brow." I why? Wow, because he was dark. He was black. <laughs> then you know what? That just that brings me to a, um another one. They used to call me um. Flavor Flav Wow I'll stop yeah. They would be like Go Flavor Go Flavor Girl New York is rough yeah. Okay Don't get yeah. it twisted That's crazy They used to say I was Flavor Flay With the big clock mm. And like that's that's before I love I love Flavor Flav that little show. Oh my this is gosh. when he was in Public Enemy, okay? And he was the hype man doing his stupid little knee knock dance with the big clock. And he'd be like, "Yo, he was like Flavor Flav. Flavor <gasps> Flav, Flav, girl." girl oh my
1: gosh kids um, are so cruel so cruel
0: another one was Seely they called me Seely oh, from no. color it, listen you know New Jersey has nothing on these New York snaps okay cause New you York. had you had to be you had to be prepared in life okay living out in the Bronx or I'm assuming New York City period but in the Bronx you had to be prepared okay you know my last name is a Wookie, uh, my you know my original last name or whatever, um, and they used to call me a Wookie Crisp girl. That that's funny. Oh, that's that funny. is crazy. Yeah, see, she, I walk by like a Wookie Crisp girl, <laughs> girl. Allison. A woo- Crisp. I am, yo. I would
1: have gone to the school. I would have been one of those white kids with the gun in the trench. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
0: What? Oh. No, New York is no games. Oh my it's god, oh. no games. They used to call me African booty scratcher. Oh girl. Oh, no. African booty I mean we to say that but like nobody was african so nobody really
1: took right. it right no man. no i was
0: like yo there goes African booty scratch you an african booty scratcher i'm like what what does that even mean yo, african scratch real. booty don't we all scratch our booties when it itch like <laughs> i don't know what How african bad? booty scratch i know Why? i never got
1: that one either uh, I can I, uh, I did get that too, though. Girl, African booty scratcher. No.
0: They used to give me African booty scratcher. They used to tell me to go home, meaning to the motherland. Yeah, girl. Girl. Oh, my gosh. Girl. And these are black kids. Black. You know it's only black. Oh my Word gosh! Enough. The white kids wouldn't talk to me that way. <laughs> Sweet you know. Too like, <laughs> so afraid. They're like, "Oh my girl, gosh, she's gonna kill me." Girl, they don't even have that type of diction, you know. Like <laughs> the the black kids will make you feel exactly how they feel. That's okay. all. That's what it was. No, you it was the I mean? reflection of how Come they feel now. about themselves. Trying Come to do, put now. it on you, girl. But I know how deep. a girl
1: felt about me, girl. I've been hated on a lot in life, you feel me? Like, I don't understand, like, what I've done to people
0: or how, like, you know, how it works, but they hate me. It's the light. It's the light. I found that out years ago, and I, I told a few of my listen, uh, my um, guests, excuse me, this a few times before, but when you have that light, when you, you've been ordained with things that they can't possess, they come for you. They do. And you... it. No one tells you that you need not pay attention to it, so you're always like kind of stuck in this mess for a while and thinking it's you, it's them. It's just really them. It's them. Brian. They're attacking you because they can't be you. Exactly. You know, the hate is so real in this world. It's ridiculous. Oh my God. It's terrible. It's so ridiculous. But those cracks, y'all got me. No, you know, they y'all hurt my feelings. Yeah, my yeah. feelings are definitely hurt. wrong. They hurt our feelings, but we still stand and we okay. still strong okay and but
1: going back to um you were saying how my dad was like my outlet mm-hmm. but it was actually you Allison who helped Aww. me through that cause I remember one time I was in Aww. dance class and I was feeling really really low about myself And I was like, I do not understand how to be a dark-skinned girl in this world and be deemed pretty. I don't get it. So I I, I remember one time it was you were teaching a class and I sat down next to you and I said, Allison, can I ask you a question? And you yeah. said, yeah. And I said, how do you, like, go through life being, like, a dark-skinned woman Aww. and it not affect you? And, like, you know, you still feel pretty. Mm-hmm. He was like, because I feel pretty. There's <laughs> nobody who's going to tell me I'm ugly because I'm not. Aww. Like, he was, he was like, dark-skinned women are beautiful. dark skin is beautiful. Everybody, you know, tries to deem it ugly and wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Like, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, literally from that point forward, I felt better about myself. So, oh I mean, of course, God. throughout the years, it took me years to really build the confidence mm-hmm. I have now. Mm-hmm. But that that's when it started for me. Oh. And then, I don't even know if i told you But, no, I mean, I remember that moment. That. Like, oh, I remember that moment, like, clear as day.
0: Oh, I mean, I don't remember it. But, you know, I, I always love to to in, impart, like, wisdom and strength into a anybody that I meet especially like my students so I remember our bonds and we you know we talk about different things and I know you struggled as a dark-skinned girl and I did too at your age and I just didn't want you to go through that I wanted you to have somebody I didn't have anybody so I would be damned if you didn't have anybody so I just wanted you to know because to me, you just was always a baddie. You know, you had dimples that I just Don't never could possess. Guess, okay, no, for real. But you y- had your braces, so the teeth were gonna be t- in line and together, and all that. You have nice, beautiful white eyes, so it like shines through your skin tone, and your skin was always smooth, like on your on your um, body, because you had a little acne. I did. Back but in the day, it Was bad. Your your skin on your body, like girls that I grew up with that crack was serious that skin crack (laughs) that ass. but you just always your mom made it a point I remember she told me like she's like I always give Naira um this Avon lotion It, it works for her your skin was just supple and just beautiful like that's an asset you know for me I'm like If I was a dude and I see that, I'm like, baddie, you know, like, she's got good skin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I wanted to let you know how amazing you were. You know what I mean? You had a shape and everything. Before people even had shape, your hips was there. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, and then it all just came full circle. And I was able to be in your life at a time where I was, you, you knew your worth. You began to know your worth. And... You realized how beautiful you were—the exterior and the interior, the inside. You realized like that was even more. There was even more there, you know. So it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful experience, girl. It was. <laughs> Thank you, sister, girl. Um. So let's move on to the right. The, the next question. When was your glow up? Um. This, this is perfect timing because we're talking about you know the glow right up. when was your glow up when did you realize that the baddie was present
1: i mean honestly for me i'm not gonna lie i feel like i had a baby late glow up like i didn't feel like i really glowed up until like 2013 Mm -hmm. really 13 Maybe even 2012. Like, I started hanging out with a different crowd when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So, like, the girls that, that I started hanging out with then were, like, really dope females. Like, those, mm-hmm. I'm still friends with them to this day. Like, those are Connie? really dope females. Huh? Not that group, right, Connie? No, no. That group had to go. Yeah. Yeah, All they had break. to go. Those are some ugly bum <laughs> <laughs> Ugly bum bitches. <laughs> We shouldn't call females a beaver, but they, whoo! Those, those were some yeah, different type of females. Be, mm-hmm. uh, but no, like, um, my friend Lauren, mm-hmm. um, Caddy, Jade, um, Janelle, Shauna, like, it was just everybody who I started dancing with, like, they were just a different group oh. of females who, like, introduced me into a life of confidence. Come on Like, now. that real true confidence, like, Step like into I can purpose. dance, I can look a certain way Mm -hmm. and act a certain way and I have to apologize for it right so it was just like i feel like it started to come out then Mm -hmm. and then once i graduated college like it was really a glow up like Mm -hmm. i had lost a whole bunch of weight i'm into my hair now my Mm -hmm. hair was good my skin was good i was drinking a lot of water so it was like clear And it was like, everything was just working for me. I was vibing with everybody. Like, it was a very good time in my life. So, at that point, it was just like glow up like it was mm-hmm. just like nobody could tell me nothing Wait, I got this me. one and that one and this one in my DMs but remember in 7th grade I was Blackie and right. I was Oreo and, and, and booty scratching right. and all this <laughs> extra hell <bell. laughs> and now you in my inbox like that's how it usually goes it does it was fun I played I definitely <laughs> right. played because mm-hmm. it was like oh I remember back in the day you was like in my inbox but I did have a couple of people who were like kind of loyal to the game yeah, come like, on now. Mm-hmm. I had one dude who was like really like before the glow up was mm-hmm. really trying and I kind of didn't give him the time of day. And then after the glow up, he came mm-hmm. back around and I was like, uh, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, he came into my life and it
0: was like, ooh, it was nice. But that's a whole nother situation. Mm, that's so- another question yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> so how important is the relationship with your mom? Um, the relationship
1: with me and my mother was um very important to me. Mm-hmm. After a while, I'm not gonna lie, during my teen years, my mom was like the epitome of my nerve. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, Why are you so Beast. annoying? Beast. You are always in my face, <laughs> you are always like on my phone, leave me alone, mm-hmm. like oh my gosh, you're so annoying. Like my mother was just top five annoying. That was my thing. Aww. And it was like I didn't really understand what my mother was trying to really do for me mm. until I got to college in my junior year. Right. Yeah. My junior year. It all
0: started making sense.
1: Yeah. Cause then I started to speak to my mother more often, like even a little bit into my sophomore year. Like yeah, I spoke to so her more often it. and mm. we started to talk about broader topics and like, I felt more comfortable with her. So we began mm. to get closer And so by the time my senior year rolls around, like my mom was like, homie, like we going to the mall together, Mm -hmm. we going here, we going there, we going shopping. Well, actually she went shopping, she got better stuff than me. Like, you yeah, was live. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, all right, mom. She said, I want to now, nah, I want to change my style because I wanted to well, change my style. That? Yeah, so I was like, mommy, right. I want to change my style. So I started buying different things. Uh-huh. She was like, she wants to change her style. So she started to buy different things, but then she started really getting fancy because she had money. You know, she had, mm-hmm. yeah, know, she yeah, had a she career. Had career, right? that, right, right, career. Career. Like, right. that so, career wardrobe. You yeah, could do that. She mm-hmm. was like, getting all these nice Pantsuits and the nice tops mm. and getting sweatsuits and stuff like
0: that. I'm come like, on, oh, ma.
1: okay, Linda, I see. Right, you.
0: come on with the so, come on. You
1: know, she was like, nah, I'm gonna live my best life right now,
0: girl. So I know that's right. That's right. She yeah, because I remember I saw her weave one time and I was like, lit. You did that. It was like a bob. I was like, girl. right? I was like, girl, go, right? Girl, I was go. like, you were better. She was living, okay. She was living, okay, All right? I was like, I you better work you. that bob, girl. You Better work that bob. All right, so we're gonna jump into a more heavier question. Can you kind of walk us through the day you lost your mom? Um, okay, so I got up,
1: I had to go to work. I was in Delaware. I was going to school in Delaware at the time. Mm -hmm. So that day, I don't think I had class. I think I just had to go to work. Mm. So I went to work and for whatever reason, I left early. Mm -hmm. Like they asked me if I wanted to leave early and I said yes. So, I was like, damn, I could have got an extra three hours on my check, but yeah. whatever, I could use the break. So, as I'm sitting, my friend worked in foot action. Mm-hmm. So, I worked in the mall. I worked in a movie theater. So, I went over to foot action. I was talking to my friend, and I get a phone call. And my dad is like, Nye, what's your mother's um, password on her phone? So, I'm like... I think it's her birthday, but I don't know why you asking me that. Mm -hmm. Like she's sitting right in the house. Ask her what her password is. But I didn't say all that of course. I was just like, I "I think it's her birthday. Right. So, he's like, okay. So, then my, I hear my my dad's voice sounds a little weird, but mm-hmm. I didn't, like, think too deep into it. So, I just was like, all right. So, I went on about my day, and uh, me and my friend Caddy, we ended up going to the movies later on that night. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to the movies, and we're sitting there. And as we're in the movie, I don't even remember what movie we were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a message on my phone from um one of these, this boy I was friends with, and he goes... Naira, um, I'm so sorry for your loss of your mom. I hope everything is okay or something like that. I
0: thought it was Shaniqua.
1: Yeah. No, she texted me second. Oh, okay. So I was like, what? So then Shaniqua texts me. And she says, um, "Nai, I'm sorry for the loss of your mother. So I'm like... What the hell is anybody talking about? right So, um, she, I was like, "What are you talking?" I didn't answer um the other boy, but I answered her. Right, and I said, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "Oh, they um call me? I think you know. I need to tell you something. I'm not calling you, bro. right? Like, <laughs> me." like I ain't calling you? <laughs> I'm calling my dad to figure out what's about to happen. <clears throat> so I leave the movie. The movie was like, I think over. Hmm." And, um, oh, nah, I was I actually, like, sat there and I waited for the movie to end because I was, like, too afraid to really right, call and see titty. what's going on. So I leave the movie theater. I call my dad and ask him what happened. And he's like, <coughs> um, your mother's sick. He just kept saying she was sick. So I'm like, okay, she's sick. Mm-hmm. So he's a, she's in the hospital. But I'm like... Why do they keep saying the loss of my mother? My mother is just sick. So I say, he's not telling me the truth. So I'm in the car. I'm hysterical. I'm crying my eyes out. I'm like, yo, Caddy, I think my mother is dead. I think something happened. I think my mother is dead. So she's like, well, now nah, you don't know, don't assume. Mm-hmm. But I should have known something was up because my cousin texted me that day and said, hey, nah, like, I'm going to be in Delaware later on today. I got some business to take care of. Wanted to see if you was going to be around. So I was like, oh, yeah. Uh So I was like, okay. But his job usually takes him to different places. So it Mm -hmm. wasn't too out of the ordinary. So I didn't think too much into it. But then once that happened, that's when I put two and two together. Right. So I was like, all right. So I know my cousin's on his way down here. So my cousin calls me. My cousin, I was told him to meet me at my friend's house. Mm -hmm. He comes there. He walks in the door. And his eyes are red. Oh. Now, okay, my cousin smoked, so I get that. So he could have easily said, like, yo, I'm high, but right. it wasn't. Clearly, he's been crying. So I asked him, and I said, listen, tell me the truth. Is my mother dead? And he's like, oh Nayara, um, I think we just need to go home. Like, just let's just go. I'm like, nah, keep it 100. Like, is my mother dead? Right. He's like, um... Let's just go home. Like let's talk about it. Like let's just go. So I'm like, all right. So I tell my friend, bye. I see her when I come back. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Because I already know at this point I'm on my way home. Right. So I'm like, I see you when I come back. Bye bye so I was like this is too much I had to stop by the bug man I had to give me a bag because it was rough you mm-hmm. know <laughs> like let's go to the left first right we just gonna stop right here it was on the way home Stop right <laughs> there. you know I picked up woohoo a little medicine and then we went <laughs> right home so um, I go back to my room I'm packing myself a bag mm-hmm. and I asked him one more time I said listen is my mother dead and he just like nodded his head so at that point now I just dropped everything and I just started crying I'm on the floor and i'm on one side of my room crying my cousin's on the other side of the room crying he tried to give me a hug i don't want to be touched so i'm like all right so let's just go home at this point so we get in the car my dad uh my cousin is driving and he's tired because my cousin found out while he was at work left work and came to delaware to come pick me up wow so I admired, like, you know, the love that he, and his intention of what he was right. trying to do, but like mm-hmm. he could have killed us. Oh, like, my God. I don't died. know. He was nodding off. Yes, he was falling asleep while we were on the road. Oh, so I'm God. like, bruh, for all of this. And mind you, I had a car, so I could have driven myself home. Right. But they didn't want me to drive because they figured, thing. like, yeah. yeah. So um he drives halfway. We get into Jersey. We're probably somewhere around exit four, maybe eight. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'm tired. I just need to take a 30-minute nap because I use the bathroom. So I go inside, use the bathroom. He's like, I just need a 30-minute nap. 30 minutes turned into an hour. Oh, wow. So now I'm just getting frustrated because I'm like, I just want to go home. Like, right. I'm just, I just want to go home. This is too much. So... My cousin, like, wakes up, and I'm like, bruh, so I let you sleep for an entire hour at this point. I was on the phone for about 20 minutes. I've sat here. I've cried. I've stayed off in the space. I just want to go home and sleep. That's what I want to do. I just want to be in my bed. So he's like, I'm so sorry. now." I was like, you know what? Switch seats. Let's go. I got this. I must have made it home probably about 45 minutes. I was not playing. I was, like, going. I wanted to get home. So finally, Mm -hmm. I get home, and I got aunts and uncles and they all over the house and everybody's just all destroyed and upset and I'm just like right. okay y'all like I understand you're grieving I am too I just want to go home. I just want to get in right. bed because right. all this time I'm just spent like I'm just it's too much yeah, emotionally so. physically and like that that was my entire 24
0: hours oh when my it God. happened that was I remember um like my experience of it I was like Ripping and running as I usually do. And Lana, <coughs> the, uh, the old studio owner or whatever, hits me up because she knows how close we are and how close I was with your mom. And then she tells me, she's like, um, she's like, have you heard from Naira? I'm like, no. She's like, uh, did you hear about Linda? I was like, no, what's going on? She's like, she died earlier today. And I'm like, What? <laughs> You know, I'm driving, too. And I'm like, what? Like, it just didn't seem real to me. I was like, are you kidding me? She's like, don't tell Naira because she doesn't know. Like, the dad doesn't want her to know. <laughs> I'm glad everybody knew before I knew. I know, it's like, right? Like, that's, I that's how freaking Shanika Shanique knew, like, random. You haven't seen her or talked to her in years. So random. but And I remember just calling you because I, could, I couldn't. I didn't think it was real, so like I called you and I'm like, "Hey, Nah, how you doing?" You're like, "Hey, Al," <laughs> <laughs> no, you know. And when I heard like your your upbeatness, it calmed me down because I just needed to. It, it sounds funny, but I needed to hear the innocence before the storm. You know what I mean? Because I knew it was just gonna be all crazy after that. But I wanted to kind of capture. A moment of your peace and your like nonchalant no care in the world type of thing you know and then I got there and I felt good and I went to your house and I'm talking to your dad all these people were there and I'm just like I don't understand like what happened you know I needed people to walk me through the story I'm like dad's talking about you know they were working on her and he just knew and I'm like this is the whole time. I'm like, this is lies. You know, like she's coming downstairs. She's coming. Cause she was my rock. Like in ways that I, I even still to this day can't really talk to my mom. Like I was able to talk to your mom in those ways and her get me and just have so much love for me and her being so thankful that, you know, we had this bond right you know and i just i couldn't fathom and i just kept thinking about you like what how is this gonna change you after like after this because you guys had such a tight bond at that point you know i've just, mm-hmm. I've been there for the ups and downs or whatever at that point that was your home girl you know so i was just like how is this gonna change everything so i, I that was my experience of it and i I was just like, where's Naira? What's going on? Where's Naira? Is everything okay, you know? And then you finally came home, and then all of that stuff happened and, and putting her away, and yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. So um, how has losing your mom made you stronger?
1: Well, um... In a sense, now, I... My mom used to always tell me um, she was scared that I was going to be a people pleaser. Mm, Cause my, I remember um, those talks, girl! My mom used to always say, like, Come now on, you're like, you always are catering to someone else. Mm. Like you're always doing that and I don't want anybody to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. And she always used to say because my aunt was that way so she would recognize the signs but Mm -hmm. she never admitted that she was that way. Come on now. And that's how she could really recognize the signs. So now it's like I recognize that that's what I was doing at a certain point in my life. Mm -hmm. So once that was recognized I could reflect on what my mom has said Mm -hmm. and... Like uh, use that in my everyday life. Right. So now it's like I have the confidence to be able to lose somebody and be okay with it because they took advantage of me, Come and that's now. not how it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. If we're friends, if somebody, if you truly care about me, right. that's not how it's supposed to go. Right. And it's like. Although, I wish my mother was here so I could actually tell her yeah. how, like, that advice that you gave me so long ago resonates mm-hmm. now. It's, like, she can still see it. Yeah. And it's, like, I feel like I... Um, it's nothing that dramatically has changed because she has, like, I've become... Nothing positive, actually, I can actually admit, wow. has be, has come out of the <laughs> loss from her. Cause, really? I mean, since I lost her, I've become distant from a lot of people. Wow. I've become distant from a lot of things. Instead of me, like, hitting the nail on the head, exactly expressing mm. how I actually feel, which right. I've been that way since before she passed. True, true. Um, I distance myself. And mm. now I distance myself further. So it's just like, I mean... There's positives and negatives to right. it. I've got I've gotten a lot more negatives than I have positives. But like I said, like the advice that she has given me, it just seems to come out more now since she right. has gone since than before when she was alive. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like that that's positive. To positively come out of it, but. Right. On a negative aspect, I wish that I wasn't so into myself and mm-hmm. indifferent about a lot of things and right. just distance myself emotionally, physically mm-hmm. from all the BS. Even though, like, yeah, I need to, but like right. some things I can actually express and maybe fix. Right. But instead true. of doing that, I just distance myself and make mm-hmm. it worse. So. Wow. So
0: mm-hmm. you would say, like, you still haven't found that peace? from the loss or like I mean I feel like um,
1: there is there's a piece that you get like Mm -hmm. but I mean I don't know how to really explain it because it's actually I've been dealing with I have two friends of mine who actually have dealt with the loss of their parents recently and and they have turned to me for that strength Mm. and it's just like all right, well, I feel like the way I handled it was completely different from a lot of the way yeah. other people have handled the loss of their parents, especially mm-hmm. so suddenly. Right. A lot of people have shut down at that moment. A lot of people have gone crazy. A lot of people have acted out. Mm-hmm. But you, I can, you can at least see how they felt. Right. So, like, you can go about it. You can act on how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. But with me... You couldn't tell, right? Like even at my mother's funeral, I'm helping other people grieve yeah, instead of I me grieving that. myself, girl. I like that. I barely, I cried, but I barely cried. I didn't cry a lot. Yeah, like I don't, I don't cry a lot. It's just not me. Like mm-hmm. I'm just not a huge cryer. But it's just like um, I don't know how to explain it to them how to deal, right? Because like both of them. Like watch their parents die yeah. Like they oh, were sick wow. So like they they had time to like Kind of prepare for it yeah. Mine was all of a sudden mm-hmm. I talked to my mom the night before And then the next day she's gone right. Like that So it's just like completely different And I tried to at least tell them that You're never going to forget Right. Like, it's never gonna just, you're never gonna get over it. It's never gonna go away. Mm-hmm. You just kind of learn to live with it every right. day. So it's like, it, at this point, it's been four years. So it's just like I'm just living yeah. with it every day. Sometimes I just feel like my mom's gonna come home soon. Right. Because my mom was always out, so yeah. it's like she was she's living out. Right. I was like, she she's living. out. She's coming home soon. Oh, she's at work. She's, she'll be home soon. Right. But then I have to, you know, remember in the back of my mind, like, no, she's not physically coming here. Right. So it's just like it. I feel like I've made peace with it. Mm-hmm. I learned to live with it, but right. I mean, it's still hard to deal
0: with. Right. I hear that, man. And but that's real. I, I like that you shared that other side because you hear the other side right. usually like, oh, it's, I found peace, I found serenity, and it's made me this. And there's other spectrums to what people experience, like you said. It may not be the cookie cutter experience, or it may not be something that's that's. Um, widely heard or popular. It it could be very authentic, raw and real Mm -hmm. things that people just haven't heard. And I think that's what you delivered. So moving right along. (coughs) What are your personal goals in life?
1: My number one personal goal is to become a teacher. Mm. I want to be an English teacher so bad. I feel Mm. like I have so much to offer these kids out here. And I'm really, really tired of seeing Young men and women who look like me become statistics, mm-hmm. and it's really annoying because I feel like they were raised in a system that's meant for them to fail. Yeah, like I've done the student teaching over the summer in New York. That's mm-hmm. why I want to teach. And I should never have to run into a student who is seventeen in the ninth grade. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. These kids out here in Jersey aren't like that. If they are, best believe they're in a different school, and they're making sure that they're getting the type of help that mm-hmm. they need in order to progress into that next grade. Mm-hmm. They never leave them back that so far. Mm-hmm. But these kids in New York, they get lost in the system, yeah. and nobody is trying to help them, and nobody's trying to help them prevail. I did when I did my student teaching over this summer, I wanted to I was able to teach them whatever I wanted because they weren't taking the state test right so um, what I wanted to choose to do was bring race to the forefront I right. understood that all oh, my kids are not going to be African American but I want them to understand that there are struggles that minorities point blank period are going through mm-hmm. so half the kids in my, my class were Hispanic y'all have the um. y'all can say that y'all have dealt with maybe you have family members who are in different countries who can't come to America because of the president that we have in office. And then I have my African American students who are being gunned down in the street because they can't be protected by the police Mm -hmm. and then they can't go home because of the gangs that's on the block. So it's just like they're in a lose-lose situation here. And it's like I wanted to be able to bring that awareness to them in that classroom at the moment through mm-hmm. education. Right. So I had them read a book called Monster, mm-hmm. which is about a 16-year-old boy who's on trial for murder that he didn't commit. Now, that's a lot of that's a lot of these kids out here. Right. They get caught up in, in all of this violence and all of these situations, and then they get put into a situation they can't necessarily get out of, and it may not be their mm-hmm. fault. And they, I just want them to know that there are books out here that you can read that can help you through these situations right. and then that can help you recognize the signs that you may be going down the wrong path right. like even a book so simple as The Diary of Anne Frank yeah. like of course it's an old book <laughs> nobody really wants to read it they'll feel like they can't relate but you can because yeah. you are Anne Frank yeah. She she's being tortured by a whole gang called the Nazis mm-hmm. but you're being tortured by a whole gang called the Bloods, Crips, to whatever they are mm-hmm. like it's it's the same dynamic, it's just a, a different time. Right. And I wanted my students to really understand that, even down to how they see themselves. A lot of them saw themselves as dumb. It's stupid, Mm -hmm. never worth nothing. I had to tell them. I said, you're a king, you're a queen, don't think you're anything different. Every morning I addressed them, good morning king, good morning queen. I had them dress each other like that. And it's like even now, one of my students I keep in contact with, and she's like, yes, my queen, like, you know, just making herself Mm -hmm. feel good about herself. Like, that's what I really want my students out here to really understand. Like You want to change lives. I I really, really do, like, super bad. So that is My number one, and then of course I want to get married, have babies, and all that cute stuff. But I want to first and foremost get me and my career on
0: path. Right, nice. I love that girl. Those goals will come to fruition. Just, (laughs) just keep thinking about them, manifesting, and putting that work behind it into it. It's gonna happen because I see it as you're talking about. I see the passion in your eyes, like. It, it really means something to you. And we need more teachers like that. We need more leaders and mentors like that. Because it's just... It's it's a disservice to just have people. And I've worked in places mm-hmm. that um, the teachers are just spent. They're overworked, underpaid, and they're mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. And they're they're not in it to win it. They don't resonate with the kids. So... And they're really a disservice. They need someone younger and someone fresh and with the energy to do it. And exactly. And the passion to do it. So keep at it, girl. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the relationship between you and your father like? That's my homie. <laughs> That's the bestie right there, you
1: know. Um <laughs> I mean, he gets on my nerves sometimes. (laughs) But that's parents. That's what they're there for, you know, to get on your nerves. But, I mean, I feel like he has really stepped up in a huge way since my mom isn't here. Mm -hmm. I can tell that uh, now he tries to be like the mom. Aww. Like now nah, did you go to the doctor? Daddy. Did you go to the O B G Y N? And it's like it's kinda Aww. weird that your dad asked you if you right. went to the O B G Y N, but it's like not for nothing. He's still trying to like take that same role my mom would do. Right. And it's like, you know what dad, I appreciate you asking. I really don't feel the need to tell you. Right. But like, I appreciate today, you we found asking. something dad. Right. Like you know the BV, BV. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to tell you that like, hey, idea, yeah. So, I mean, I don't mind if He asks, and then mm-hmm. I'll say yes, I went to the doctor, and then he'll be like, what did they say? Mm-hmm. Alright, at that point, now I feel like you're asking too many questions. Like, right. I mean, it doesn't really matter what's going on down there. Right. You know, I feel like it concerns me and me only. Right. So, but I appreciate the concern. No, no. scene,
0: shut
1: it down. You know, no. <laughs> other than that, daddy's homie he definitely has um, helped me out a lot. Like, a yes. lot, especially mm-hmm. when it's come to the friends and the relationships between Mm, me and men. Like, over the past couple of years, my dad has definitely been that rock. So Come
0: on, Daddy. Shout out to Daddy Leon! Shout out. Mm -hmm. Come on, Daddy. (laughs) So, we're going to jump into the next question. What advice would you give other women that have lost their moms? And you kind of did touch on that already when you were talking about your friends that have recently um, lost their moms. But what would you say to them? Like, a definitive type of statement or thought.
1: Um do not dwell on the loss, like mm. the actual physical not presence of the parent. Right. Dwell on the good times. And although nice. that's really hard to think about in the moment especially when it just happens. Right. In the long run it's going to keep you at peace. Right. Versus like dwelling on the fact that physically they're not there. Mm. And it's like that's just torturing yourself in right. a sense. Because, like, I know my mom's not here, and I'm not going to go looking for her. I'm not right. going to go looking for something that, like, will remind me of her. Like, mm-hmm. if I have it, and that's cool. And then I remember when we were getting rid of my mom's things. My dad is oh, like, wow. I'm like, Mom, I'm like, Daddy, you're throwing away everything. First of all, she just died two days ago, and you're throwing away everything. Oh like, my what God. are you doing? And he's like, Nayara, understand that these are just things. Mm-hmm. These are. This is not your mother. None of this stuff is going to bring your mother back. These are just things she owned. So it's like, you keeping it is not going to bring her back. Right. So I was like, I mean, wow, that's a really good point. Like, they are just things. Like, Mm -hmm. literally, they all are just things. I mean, of course, I have a few things that she owns, you know, to keep for keepsake. Yeah, absolutely. It's nothing going to bring her back. So it's like, just never sit there and just dwell on the absence. Right. You just want to keep the memories a lot. Yes. I love that. That was beautifully said.
0: Thank Aww. you.
1: I'm trying to you know why I know my vocab I stuff. I be I be and stuff. I be reading and stuff. You be reading. I be reading. You're yeah, giving me I no education. Like, you know, I'm trying to be smart and stuff. You uh,
0: know why I'm my mm-hmm. vocab and stuff. You know, I Bye. enjoy all the time. You know, all the time. Mm-hmm. oh no, it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. So... We're going to jump into uh, the last questions that I ask all my guests. What would you tell your 14 year old self? So if your 14 year old self is sitting right here, what would you say? Say it as if you're speaking to her.
1: Man up, girl. You are such a punk. Like, you be sitting there letting all these people make fun of you and stuff. Like, man up. Get your comeback straight. Go on now. Get it popping. Like, you let all these girls and stuff out here bully you. You are beautiful, girl. (laughs) No, but seriously, I mean, I feel like that's the way I need to talk to myself because back then I was very um, ignorant. Uh, so little, little
0: ghetto. Yeah, very.
1: And in my whole little group of friends, I was always the ghetto one. Oh, and it was just like. It and I don't know where know.
0: because your mom wasn't like that. Your mom's sisters weren't like that. Your no, dad's no, no, no. not like that. My mom's sister is like oh, that. Oh, one sister. One sister. That's
1: not is. Allison, it's yes, it's Allison. Allison. Allison, Allison, is it? Yes, Allison. I Allison is the hood one. You got the name, girl. Yes. Don't do it. Allison is the hood one. She's like Essex County all day. What? East Orange all day. <laughs> Ever since I've known her. Oh, no. She lived in Maplewood for a time. But on the side of Maplewood. And then Aww. she moved to East Orange. So, you know, like, I think technically I'm her daughter. And her daughter, I think, was supposed to be my mother's daughter. Oh, I really? think we were supposed to switch. Yeah, I
0: supposed to switch. But
1: whatever. My mother <laughs> got me in <inside> like A. <laughs> and, you know, her mother got her, whatever. But, you I know, mean, I don't, I, I don't understand how the
0: what like, came out. I don't know. I, guess I was, was just, I'm like,
1: I, I went to see, I
0: remember the first time I went to your house, I'm like, I don't understand. Me neither. <laughs> like, I didn't get it. I just I don't know. It it has to be the friend influence or something.
1: I I think so and the T V influence. True. Like who was I watching at the time? Like I think I was uh, watching Sita, a lot of movies. Yes! Yes, baby! What? What, what I did watch a lot of BET back then. <laughs> I did watch a lot of BET. So that probably had a huge influence oh, on the mm-hmm. And then it was just like, you know, I started hanging out with different people and doing different stuff and getting mm-hmm. into different things. And it was like, oh, oh, fine. Ooh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then I just got crazy and ghetto but I mean I can appreciate it. I can learn how to turn it on and off right
0: you definitely do know how to do that I will say because mm-hmm. you know sometimes
1: I need to get a little ignorant mm-hmm. and sometimes I need Ignite. to put on the professionalism right so you know my, more times it's a little bit more ignorant than professional because <laughs> some people just don't get it I try to say mm-hmm. it professionally the first time mm-hmm. and then I had to get ignorant because they got to
0: snatch edges I but I, I mean
1: my four, I think that little gist my 14 year old self would
0: understand? Yeah, like, you if know. you was talking like that, absolutely. I'd be like, "Oh, you right? You mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, I Ooh. get you. I get you." I remember even when I first started um, connecting with you and mentoring you, it was rough in the beginning because I'm like, "Girl, no, you don't gotta be like that." <laughs> right? Right? Like why? It's like you. No, I'm like you know, you a lady. Like you're like, all right right <laughs> right and it was just like wow now you
1: were like why did you have to go that route right mm-hmm. one thing I can tell myself though I was not very like sexually active like yes, I kept that on clean, clean. I didn't like you know spread myself any everywhere mm-hmm. I was everywhere but I didn't like you know open myself yeah, up yeah not a everyone. spread
0: eagle mm-hmm. right you
1: know so I can appreciate that going down yes, that But really. I wasn't heavy into drugs or drinking mm-hmm. at a young age like um, I mean, when I got 16, of course, that's when you started. But when 14, like, I was very into my education and just my right. friends. I wasn't really into boys like that either. Yeah. Like, and now... They run wow.
0: your life. It's like,
1: <laughs> I try to tell my, even my students that I tutor. Like,
0: mm-hmm. I I don't like to do work for the whole two hours. Right. Because I feel like that's yeah, completely my, draining. My um Huntington Learning Center tutor used to, we used to talk about life too. I used to try to, like... I, I would play her a bit because I didn't want to do the work so then I'd just start talking about her and her life and then we'd waste the whole hour yeah see, and see and then try
1: to you do see? that too and I'd be like I know what go. she's doing right shut it do down
0: right we're not
1: gonna do this the whole hour <laughs> I do have one of my students I do BS with sometimes mm-hmm. because she's older mm-hmm. and she's getting ready to be done with this whole turning to learning center so me and her kind of kid around a lot but mm-hmm. I mean I like to like teach my students to like like, like lessons And that particular student, she's 20. So I'm like, listen, girl, you're entering a whole different stage in your life where Mm -hmm. now you're legal. And, like, she's had boyfriends in the past, but she hasn't had, like, serious boyfriends or anything like that. She's really not... She's not into the drugs. She's not into drinking. Mm. Not really sexually active. All that stuff. So, I'm like, stay on this path. You see how you're so passionate about your education? And you're so passionate. She wants to be an actress. Mm. I'm like, you're very passionate about this. Continue down this road. Forget boys. Forget all that extra stuff. Like, it'll come in due time. Mm. Like, just keep going. Keep doing you. And Mm. on your path... That person's going to find you. Mm-hmm. And then you'll live in happy bliss. And I'm like, I'm low-key talking to myself right
0: now. Right. Because this is what I need to tell myself every no. morning.
1: Because it's like, they ever stop. Yeah. Your man is not on Tinder.
0: <laughs> He's not
1: on Speak Soul swag.
0: He's not on Black People Meet. What? He's not. Soul Swipe. I can't. Soul swag. Mm-hmm. No, y'all need to be careful out here with these these online datings because those are the predators out there those are the vultures they're the ones that have mental issues and are faking the funk and you can't really cite their receipts or find out who they are because you don't know who they run with and who their friends are you know someone to like run the references through so they can be anyone if you're a crazy person or you're trying to reinvent your life, you could go there and be whoever you want to be. Mm-hmm. And they will bamboozle you. You'll be hoodwinked, butt naked and alone. So you want to just make sure. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make sure you stay off those sites, man. Those sites is, as I'm, like, realizing more and more, I think in the beginning when, like, what was it called? Black Planet, when that first came out. Yes. It was good because everyone was on there. So you had the whole um, demographic and spectrum. Like, you had crazy people and you had sane people because everyone was so excited about online and being online and connecting with peers and maybe dating some of these people and stuff. But once, like, the normal people found their rhythm in life and it wasn't exciting (laughs) anymore, they got off. And then the creeps were on there. (laughs) and the crazy people with mental issues were on there and you may just be like a hopeless romantic and trying to just find new demographics of people out there and then you'll realize you will be hoodwinked bamboozled but naked and alone you know <laughs> so I, I urge people to stay off those things i'm not saying everybody on there is like that but the mass majority. If you go online and you like really check out the community of people that have been hurt by these type of people, you will realize it is a scary place. No, it is. Don't do it. Don't Bye. do it. You better ask a friend. Like you've got somebody that you can hook me up with, because I'm only dealing with real life people. I can receive <laughs> receipts from, you know, and retrieve. So yes, I would. I would definitely stay away from that girl. It's a different world. Nah, for real. They be hiding. So, <laughs> <laughs> moving right along, what's your favorite color? Red. hmm I knew that. hmm I knew it was a red color. Red. Mm-hmm. No, I love red. Yeah, that is your thing. Um, have you become the woman you've always wanted to be? Um...
1: I haven't yet, but I'm on the way. On now. You know, um, I see myself building that confidence that I always wanted to have as mm-hmm. a kid. Um, I see myself coming into myself a lot more than I mm-hmm. was even two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's a better feeling for me um, just to see myself so strong mm-hmm. when I had so many situations that could have broke me. Come on now. And I could have been in the corner crying, ready to kill myself, or ready just to give up on life. But it's like, I keep going.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like, um, I really want to give a shout out to all of the people who actually, in a sense, try to tear me down and wish me
0: well (laughs) in the same sense. Let's do it. Let's give them homage. (laughs)
1: it was like at the same time I had two different people in my life who I felt were draining me whether they knew it or not whether they were trying to do it or not that's what they were doing and when that subject was brought to the forefront Mm -hmm. it was just like what are you talking about Nightgiver?" like what me what no and it was spun back on me and so in the midst of that they're they're like you know what Nightgiver? I wish you everything you want in life. I hope you get everything you want. And not for nothing, although I know you said that with ill intention, right. I'm going to take that positively right. because I do hope I get everything in life. Right. And I wish them the same. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I could say two, three years ago that wouldn't have came out the same way. Either I would have been right. in the quarter of very upset that I had, like, those relationships are gone. Right. Or I would have been custom out. Like right. and it's like it just wasn't necessary either way mm-hmm. it's just like I, I thank them for wishing me well yeah. so you know what and I'm glad that I can get to a point in my life that right. I can feel that way Mm-hmm. and I'm comfortable now in my own skin like literally in the summertime I'm not I mean I still hide from the sun cause I mean like you know I'm dark I'm dark enough I don't want to be any darker skin
0: cancer stars. right
1: so you know mm-hmm. I, but I can still embrace being outside and mm-hmm. I don't feel so like um oh i can't wear white or i can't wear a light color because mm-hmm. like i'm going to look so dark in this color it's
0: going to look so much more
1: beautiful right and it's just your like skin tone. right and like now i'm just glad that i can get to that place and mm-hmm. like so like like i said i'm not there as of yet but i'm yeah. on my way there so.
0: have you had to let go of some friendships obviously because you said you mentioned those girls but Was there a significant friendship that you feel like in your life you had to let go of because it was no longer serving you? Um, I've actually had two. Um,
1: One uh, best friend I had for uh, almost 10 years. Mm. Um, (coughs) She had gotten herself into a situation involving money and I helped her out. And... As I'm asking for this money back, now it's becoming an issue. Mm. And it's always a problem, and it's always going back and forth and back and forth and (laughs) the extra and excuses and stuff like that. And that caused a real big rift in our friendship Mm -hmm. and I just so happen to be the godmother of her daughter and it's hard for me to make a connection with the daughter to see her as often as I want if I'm like I said before like the distancing Mm -hmm. I'm distancing myself from her mother right so it's like how am I making all of this work it's not working Mm -hmm. so it's just like oh well that that became a whole issue and um since then like we have not spoken for it's only been a couple of weeks but it's still like hard to watch a friendship disintegrate like that we were so close and um like it's like she doesn't really care and it was like I care for so long I've helped you out for all through all of this and it's come down to money Is what's causing us to dismantle this friendship because you just don't want to pay back what you owe. And I understand that you're not rich. And I understand it was um, around the holidays. And I understand you have a daughter. But you got to understand that I'm not making as much money as I used to. You have
0: responsibilities, too. Thank you. You have to take care of, too. Thank you. Money is funny because you have to have... A very stable, I mean, completely solidified, stable relationship with someone to ask for money. I'm always uncomfortable asking people for money um, other than my good friend um, Natasha from Florida because I just feel like people are funny. And when I owe somebody money, I know it. Thank you. You know what I mean? You know it. How could you walk comfortably in the presence of that person without at least mentioning it? Like, you know, I got your money. It's coming. I don't have it yet. You know what I mean? I know that that is a thing. Unless, like, I genuinely forget. Like, I could probably think of, like, some people that, you know, I had to pay for my company or whatever that are friends of mine. And it's no mouse or whatever. They just re- they'll remind me, like, oh, yeah, you didn't pay me. I'm like, oh, let me send it to you, my bad But I'm talking about, like, real money, like money that was sent to you by a favor or vice versa. You know what I mean? Like, how could you act like it's not an issue? I feel uncomfortable when I'm around those people. I feel uncomfortable when I owe you money. I have to say something because I don't want you to think that I don't care. Thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you. Oh, my God. That's all it's about. But everyone's not cut that way. Everyone's not made that way. They're not. And just like um, one of my other guests that I had, Sandy, she she had mentioned to me, like, everyone doesn't behave the same. They don't act the same. So you kind of just have to work with them how they are or whatnot. And I get that. So I know my limitations and I know who I can do that with. And that's my best friend. Other than that, I cannot do that with people.
1: That's what I said.
0: Because it gets uncomfortable. I mean, recently I was in a jam um, last summer 2017, because we're now in 2018 pretty much. <laughs> um, and I borrowed some money, unreluctantly, but I was really down. But I knew I was going to be able to pay it like almost instantaneously, like I think two days later. And I paid it, and um, the person was even like, Oh, you don't have to give it to me now. I know you don't. I'm like, no, I don't play that games, because I don't know you that well in terms of money. But I only took this because I was in a in a freaking jam, right? You know know what I mean. But like, I I don't put myself in those positions anymore because I've had so many uncomfortable situations with friends, and that has happened. So now I know. I'm like, I don't play with money. You know what I'm
1: saying. Like they really say, money does ruin friendships. Yeah, like it'd be different if it was a small amount of money five dollars, ten dollars. I'm not really tripping off of that, but it was a large amount of money. Mm-hmm. This is money that I'm not even seeing anymore because I don't work the same job that I used right. to work. Exactly. So it's like, why not help me? Help me out. I'm Stop your best it. friend. You're right. Pay me back. Like you know, at least like I, like you plans. said, mention it. Thank right. you. Like I'm out here seeing you on social media, I'm living it up. right? Like you, how dare you? This is how what people you? like. I think they feel to either realize, mm-hmm. understand, or even want to admit that social media creates a image of your life in someone else's eyes. Yeah. So if I'm sitting here taking pictures, oh, Gucci belts and Louis Vuitton bags, mm-hmm. Louis shoes. I got on Supreme like. The people are going to think that I live a certain type of lifestyle. I got money in my pocket. I'm always going on trips or something like that. I must get some type of money some type of way. Not They don't really know. I just went to the Gucci store and just took a picture with the belt on. And like, y'all don't even know it. I just made it look good real quick. Right. Because that's the image I'm creating in your head through my social media. Exactly. So, with that being said... If you're on your social media and you're taking pictures and you're going out and you got new Apple products and you got new this, new that, you got new phones and stuff. How do you expect me to think or feel? Right, right. It's
0: just disrespectful.
1: I was trying to communicate to her. It was all about communication. Mm
0: -hmm. Like,
1: if you would communicate as to what's really going on then I would be able to know. You mm-hmm. trying to shut me out because you don't want me to know maybe you're embarrassed or whatever the case right. may be. It's not helping your situation. But understand, mm-hmm. I'm
0: not embarrassed to tell you I'm broke. I don't have it. Right. But I had it when you asked me for it. But that's not but. having it, too. Like, what I've realized in life, you've got to be completely real with yourself. If you're not in a situation where the savings is something that could take care of you for, you know six months to a year you don't have it to to give to just anybody it needs to be somebody you know you can rely on because all you have is you when something happens this is something i learned recently over the summer when something happens it's only you you can kiki it with your best friends or whatever work go hard work like a dog or whatever at the end of the day it is you you are only able to get out of the jam Yourself, because you're the resp- you're the one that's held responsible. Mm-hmm. And if you can't count on that, you need not apply. You need not even tamper with it. Even if you know you have like about six hundred, you know that you can lend the person because they need it. You say no. Like when I was in the jam, I had asked for some money and um, people were telling me no left and right. And like I had a feeling some of those people had. Or could do at least something, you right. know, put something in. But the fact that they didn't offer just showed me their level of boundaries. And I was like, I need to get some of those. Thank you. That's, that's what I got from this conversation. I didn't get the money, but I got something that lasted me a little bit longer. Right. And that's, I need to get boundaries. And I know now that you do not come past these bounds. You know, when it comes to that, like, I need not do that anymore with you. Um it, It's a beautiful thing. These things are just lessons. As they come, it's just like, ah, thank you. Thank you so much for showing me this. This muscle just grew. Yeah, I know what this is. This is called not giving a damn when someone's in a crisis financially because I'm in a crisis my damn self. Thank so, you thank you for this muscle because when this familiar situation and scenario happens again my response will be so much different it'll be like oh that I'm really sorry you're going through this is there anything I could do for you I wish I could pitch in financially but that's something I can't do but is there anything else I could do for you right that's how it goes and then people see those boundaries and they're like ah oh, I can't mess with her you know what I mean I can't manipulate i can't use her or okay that's not one i could play with exactly you know what i mean exactly which is great like it's sad that we have to learn it through trial and error but we learn it at the end of the day but it will keep coming until you learn so make sure you know now you might have to cut your losses but oh no
1: no no i'm not cutting that loss
0: Mm. Mm.
1: That that is one loss that will not be
0: cut. Mm. I mean, well, I'm sorry. The, I'm gonna get that money. <laughs> you know, that money is gonna come back to me. Well, listen. If you're determined, get mm-hmm. it. You know, get it and make sure it's the last time that that happens. Especially oh, it's with that particular definitely person. Definitely the last time.
1: I mean, that friendship between her and I is completely dismantled. I mean, wow. even if there was one way to salvage that friendship, mm-hmm. um, she completely ruined that by overreacting to a post Um, because I mean I have no problem going into details Um, (laughs) it was a post of um, the comedian uh, Jess Hilarious and she was making she was talking about people who owe her money Mm. right so I mean I just thought I'd be thinking it was real funny cause <laughs> it pertains to me and it's funny so I'ma repost it right so I reposted it and all she's talking about like you know you owe me money like you know you, and then the other person's like well you know it's the holidays but it was like it wasn't you know I didn't say oh it was the holidays when it was <laughs> when Thanksgiving, right? Oh. It was Thanksgiving when I gave you this money. Now it's Christmas. I'm asking for it back, and you like it's the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's level city holidays. Like, mm-hmm. nah, I didn't tell you no because I thought I was gonna have enough money. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like cool. So then they're like, um, oh, what about my kids? And this is where the friend took it into um, out of. Po- I mean, took it out of proportion. Mm-hmm. She, um, the kid, the girl was like, What about my kids? And she was like, Man, F them kids. Like, them kids is like 18 to 21. Mm They're not even your kids no more than your peers. Right. Right? She said peers, I can't. (laughs) And so, you know, she goes on and on and on in the post. So the friend texts me and says, um, Oh, you had me up until she started talking about the kids. F whose kids? My kids? Now, that was something you blew out of proportion. Homegirl said your kids is 18 to 21 and no longer your peers. I mean, your kids, they're your peers. 18 and 21. Your kid is months old. What are
0: you getting mad for? But why would you even put yourself in that predicament? People that... It applies to would only feel away. Thank about. you.
1: That's the first thing I said. I said, "Well, the
0: shoe fit. That's why you upset right, right now." Exactly, because nobody called you out. You you made that whole scenario yourself. This is social media. This is a meme. This is fun. Exactly, this it's is funny. and giggles, and you are taking it personally. Why? Look into yourself. Thank Pay you. the money back, so you don't have to feel uncomfortable. Exactly. That's exactly. what it's all about. And she didn't understand
1: that, and. I mean, now it's at a point where I'm blocked, so now I can't reach out to her. But, I mean, that's fine because I find somebody else who will. It's always a will, there's a way. Come on
0: now. All right. Good luck with that, girl. Keep me posted, (laughs) please. (laughs) So, our last question, what advice would you give other women?
1: Other women, I would tell them to definitely um be strong in this day and age. Understand mm-hmm. your worth. Understand your value. Um, just know that I was actually speaking to somebody about this today. Today, I think maybe it was us. I was talking about it like um. The reason why men disrespect us so easily mm-hmm. is because of the standards that we set for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, so if I'm sitting there and I'm talking to my friend, I'd be like, Oh, this is my bitch. Like, that's giving a man the gateway to say that and mm-hmm. the opportunity to say that. And then the minute you try to defend yourself, he's going to be like, Well, you let your friend do it and you ain't say nothing. What's mm-hmm. the problem with me? Right. And it's like, No. So, those are like. I would just tell women, like, we got to set our standards higher for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it's not every woman out there. Mm But, I mean, I understand everybody needs to get their money. So, I mean, if you need to strip in order to get your money, do your thing. I'm not telling you, I'm not judging you. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying, like, when it comes to standards, like, if you want to be a stripper, but you know at the end of the day you're not trying to sleep with this man, don't try to subject yourself to do it. Right. To get a little bit of extra money. Hey, boo, if you got to stay there an extra hour, do your thing. Right. Like, you know, if you got to give a few extra lap dances, then do that. But, I mean, if you're not comfortable with sleeping with this man and having that reputation over your head don't mm-hmm. do it
0: yeah.
1: so like I mean money I understand we need it but it's just not worth it mm-hmm. to put yourself in that predicament I had a friend of mine who goes in on Instagram <coughs> his posts are pretty <coughs> damn funny Um, they are pretty funny but I mean the things that he's saying is so true like for example he was talking about when women when a man asks for a woman to give him oral sex and then she'll be like oh no absolutely not I'm Mm -hmm. not gonna do that but you'll be able but you'll have sex with him Mm -hmm. like vaginal sex and it's just like I mean how could you be so offended that he asked you to do that when it's all one act. Right. For real, it's just different levels to it. So it's just it's like... perspective. Right, and mm-hmm. it's like if you don't want that, then don't even put yourself in a predicament. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to have sex with this man or sex, any type of sex, don't put yourself in that predicament. You know mm-hmm. the signs. At this day and age, we're old. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I just it's want... It's for young people, too. Right, you know, like I just want women to... Go harder for themselves Mm -hmm. and like have better standards for themselves and like see our worth and our beauty and make these men. Recognize our worth and our beauty. Like mm-hmm. I'm not some hoe off the street. That you, hey yo, my was good. No, that's not me. I will never. You can. You cannot address me like that. and I will mm-hmm. not respond to you. But if you could come up to me and say, "Excuse me, miss, how you doing? My name is such and such, mm-hmm. and I would like to get to know you better." And then that's different. And I understand right. my generation is not going to speak exactly in those terms, but mm-hmm. something along those lines. Even if you say, "How you doing, man?" Doing well, my, you know, "How you doing, man?" My name is such and such, and you know, I was trying trying to see if I can get your number. I think you're very beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Boom, I've heard that from the hoodest man and the hoodest of the hood. Uh, like, so I mean <laughs> you can at least say that. You ain't gotta be like, yo, my I think you stuff. look good. What's good? Mm-hmm. Like That's not gonna get you what you want. Right. For any man out there who may be less than that. Right.
0: Because, you know, sometimes the fellas tune in too.
1: Right, you know.
0: Well, I just wanna thank you and honor you for being here with me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being a phenomenal young woman out here in these streets trying to change the world and be something and create wealth and hopefully generational wealth. I honor you. Thank you. And I appreciate you. And I love you.
1: I love you. I appreciate you. Oh, thank
0: you. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You are all so awesome. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. I have to say that it is extremely important that we get reviews and comments. It really helps us to get our content more refined and I find out what you guys like and what you would like to hear, as well as on a monetary level when ads are able to see that people are listening and what they have to say. It really helps us if we want to build our brand and take the podcast to the next level. So for all podcasts that you listen to, definitely make sure you like, subscribe, and review I'm going to close this episode with one of my words. We discover our strength when we review our stories. Thank you.